Hi, you're tuning in to the Thank You Enjoy podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Ethan. And this is our podcast where we talk about Asian and Asian American culture and media, especially in Western media. We will also be sharing our analyses and personal thoughts on Asian American identity and diaspora. You guys are finally tuning in to the official first episode of Thank You Enjoy podcast. Ethan Lee and I will be dissecting the film Tiger Tail which was written and directed by Alan Yang. But before, you know, we get rolling on this whole podcast, Ethan, how are you doing? What's happening? How are you holding up? I'm doing well. You know, um, we're currently in the middle of the pandemic, back in the Bay Area, so it's nice being back home. And um, I've been mostly thinking about Cancel Pop for some reason, or not for some reason. We've been talking about it personally, and I've been talking about it with my sister as well. Um, And I'm just kind of... Just thinking about it, BTS just released a new song called Dynamite oh. that's entirely in English. Wait, really? And ah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I'm such Brianna, a, I'm my such girlfriend. A fake. Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. What oh, are you going to say? I was going to say, I'm like what? such a fake BTS fan. Like, I always like, oh, I'm like such a huge fan, but I couldn't name a single song or album. Not one. Not, I Not one song? So. I, Not I even just, a song. I, whatever. Uh, what's the one they did with palsy? Something real love. That's spoil with love. See, okay. <laughs> spoil yeah. with love. Fake, yeah. um, fake. I'm a fake fan. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> is that I'm not a BTS fan. Okay, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and uh, Brianna, my girlfriend, is a huge BTS fan, and um, okay. she was not really enjoying it, but she might come around because it is a pretty catchy song. Uh, she just didn't like the fact that it was all in English. I think. Uh, so I just been thinking a lot about all that because I know that K-pop and J-pop sound substantially different from cancel pop, and I'm kind of wondering why cancel pop doesn't sound the same. So maybe this will be a future topic. Yeah, I am getting, getting ahead of myself. Yeah, this is a season two. Yeah. season two sneak That's preview. A, some season two content. Before yeah. we even record episode one, here's a season yep. two. Here's yeah, a season yeah. Two just you know, my mind is just racing. You know. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. What about you, Allison? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think we've both been in this kind of mindset because, as you've probably seen from my Instagram stories, I've been listening to a lot of Taiwan, like music coming out of Taiwan, but it's right, right. Like Taiwan, Taiwanese hip hop. And, you know, guys, there's some good stuff out there. So if you want to, if you want to DM me, I can send you some rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot um, of those recommendations, but who, who was the most recent you were listening to? Um, I really like this guy. I, I don't know what his Chinese name is, but it's ESO. And he actually used to be, he's like one third of apparently a really popular, like Japanese, or not Japanese, uh, Taiwanese hip hop trio. But then they oh, all, wow. like, they all like disbanded late last year, slash early this year. And they're all putting out solo things this year. And I've only heard ESOs, but like, it's really good. I do hear a lot of Western influences on it, but uh, that's the that way evolution? it is. TBD. Yeah. That will be discussed yeah. later, but do you want to get into our first film discussion? Yes, let's let's do it. This is the film that inspired this podcast in the first place, I want to say. It is. So, so. Yeah. Let's go um, into the background, maybe, and what the yeah. movie's about for those of you who haven't really seen the film or even heard of it. Yeah, so Tiger Tail, one word, not T- Tiger King, which is also on Netflix, but <laughs> Tiger Tail is a <laughs> film that was directed and written by Alan Yang, who... Grew up in Riverside, California, went to Harvard, but I believe his parents immigrated to the U.S. from Taiwan. And this film came out on Netflix uh, kind of in early quarantine, April 10th, 2020. And it's actually his 
directorial debut. So this is his first full-length movie, and it follows the story of Ping Pingju, which is portrayed by Zima, and uh, he is he left Taiwan and then goes to America, and that kind of just follows the story. Because yeah. we'll get into it, but the timeline jumps around. Yeah, but yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah, the basic uh, premise is that he's. I think if you want to know what the present storyline of that film is, it's that he's coming back from Taiwan after uh, going to his mom's funeral. And yeah. there's some time jumps or some uh, flashbacks about his life and his younger self and how he immigrated to America and Taiwan. And um, there's a lot of uh, exposition about his daughter, Angela, played by Christine Ko, mm-hmm. and um, how distant they feel. And it kind of explores their relationship as well as his relationship with America and his mom and his uh, wife. And we'll go into this for sure. But that's the basic background. Um, And Alan Yang is also famous for being a producer on Master of None. um, Oh, co-creator, my bad. So that's like kind of like the platform he kind of started on and um, which allowed him to kind of get the gears moving on making this film. Yeah. And uh, referring back to episode 0.5, Ethan, do yes. you want to tell us how you categorize this movie? I consider this a direct code for representation in film, in Asian American cinema, because the story, as we said, is culturally specific and geared towards a culturally specific audience, um, features culturally specific practices and or plot points that may require some background cultural knowledge, but strengthens the level of detail and perceived representation. Now, it's quite easy to kind of explain why Tiger Tail falls in this category, in my opinion, uh, because the film is literally set in Taiwan, and there's various details throughout the film that we see in Tiger Tail that enhance its level of representation, I'd say, such as the opening scene that takes place in the field in Taiwan. We have um, the, the main characters already speaking. The first word you hear is actually not in Mandarin. It's in actual like Taiwanese language. And there's also a scene dedicated to the Kuomintang. This seems like the scene was set around the time the KMT started occupying Taiwan. And if you don't know who the KMT are or who the Kuomintang are, they're basically the nationalist party of the Republic of China. Uh, They ended up setting up the Republic of China, China in Taiwan. And Uh, After the Civil War in China, they ended up fleeing to Taiwan. So there's a depiction of a KMT soldier investigating and searching the main character's grandma's house. And um, that detail is actually left quite unexplained, I want to say. They only leave that scene there. Um, and just that's just the first scene. And there's various other scenes um, later on in the film that touch on the main character's Taiwanese heritage. There's details that are very specific to what Taiwan was like in the 1950s and 60s. Um, And there's even just like the general immigrant life in America and what it was like in visiting different um, bodegas and uh, restaurants. Um, So I overall say that this level of detail, if you're not Taiwanese, it's not going to immediately come to you. So that's why I always say that's more direct than any of the other codings that we have for Asian American cinema. Yeah. And I, I think I would like to add like, I consider myself Taiwanese, but, like, if you actually think about it, like, my grandparents actually went to Taiwan to escape communism. So, like, but it's, like, so interesting to think, like, oh, like, I consider myself Taiwanese, but before, you know, people from China went to Taiwan, there's the indigenous people were there. 
So like technically, if we're going to be like really technical about it, I'm not Taiwanese. I'm still just Chinese. I, I just think it's like an interesting <laughs> right, thought, yeah. you know, like I'm actually truly not uh, Taiwanese. Like there's people there who are there way before people came over from China. Right. So. Like you're ethnically Chinese. So te- in all technicality, you're not ethnically Taiwanese. Yeah, in, exactly. In some, in some respects, like you can, all, we can go in circles about this argument um, all day long about whether you're Taiwanese or Chinese, yeah. right? Uh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, but getting into the film, um, Ethan and I, you know, I kind of went back into our text when we, yeah, I had asked you, I was like, Ethan, have you seen Tiger Tail? Uh, like, very puffy. <laughs> and then you haven't seen it yet. And I was just kind of like, ah, like, um, I was like, I was like, you know, like, as a Taiwanese person, I was like, I personally didn't enjoy it as much as I wish I had. Like, I right. really wished I could have liked it more, but um, I just didn't. And Ethan, what do you have to say about this movie? <laughs> uh, I got a lot to say. Um, and I will also add that um, when you first texted me about this film, I was about to watch it that night. And you already told me before I even seen it that it's bad. <laughs> and maybe that influenced my opinion. So let's get into my opinion. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm definitely cute. going to be a little bit more um, straightforward about this, but I really did not like Tiger Tail. I was incredibly <laughs> disappointed with it. And I just felt. Overall, it was a highly disjointed immigrant story that had little to offer or share on the immigrant experience. The dialogue was cringeworthy and terrible, and I, I just don't understand how that script got approved. It, it was just really cringeworthy for me. I just The di- dialogue just felt so disjointed, unbelievable. No one would ever say anything like that. Everyone was saying exactly what they were feeling. And so the the words just have no nuance to it. And I thought the acting performances were actually very weak. Um, the only thing that I have to say about the film that's maybe positive is that the cinematography felt like it was inspired by Wong Gawai. Um, but that's all it's got going for it, honestly. Um, sh- should I continue? I mean, I have a lot more to say about um, what I my think, points yeah, are about I'll, this I'll film. Hop in. I'll hop in a little bit. Okay, I for sure. We've discussed this off off air but we both had grievances with both the technical execution of the film as well as the storytelling and we both were kind of talking about it how i i was kind of like i don't know if i want to dock it because i thought the technical execution wasn't very good and then you made a great point of how you're like the technical execution actually interfered with the creative storytelling and i was like that's true like it was just both of them together like did not work and it kind of ruined the, the actual storytelling. But I think it is uh, important to mention that, like, of course, like, you shoot a lot of film and you have to cut it down. So I, like, wonder if, like, if the film was longer and if he, like, let things kind of flow a little bit more, if it would have been better. But, like, I don't know. He made the choices he made by cutting certain scenes out, by cutting certain characters out. And who knows how he, like, had originally planned. Yeah, you know? I recall the runtime was actually rather short. It was only like an yeah. hour and forty, I want to say. And yeah. we already know when we first talked about the film after seeing it that John Cho filmed a bunch of scenes for Tiger Tail. Mm-hmm. Not one of them made it to the final cut, and right. so we're kind of left with this mystery of like, yeah, I'm curious about what those scenes were. And this kind of expresses the sentiment I have, and I think when I watched it with friends, they also shared this sentiment was that the, the film just felt incomplete that there was yeah. definitely more to be had, that we have a lot more questions that are left unanswered, and yeah. that there was just something missing out of this entire film. Yeah. Interesting that you bring up about the technical uh, aspect, because um, 
we were kind of going back and forth about like, is it fair for us to criticize that the technicalities of this film? And one thing I always like to say about Tiger Tail is I think it really could have improved from just a bit of editing. Um, mm-hmm. If the story was framed a little bit more differently f- from what the impression I was getting from the film was that it was trying to go for like a immigrant story where the American born daughter starts reconnecting with her emotionally distant father after so many years by the time she's an adult um she's dealing with her own failed relationship and she's trying to reconnect with her father and that was the impression i was trying to get from, i was getting from the entire film especially with that ending shot where zima's um character brings christine ko's character to the village he was born in and it was very much like a, this is your heritage this is my story and this is what it was trying to go for and i think what it failed at was that a lot of the flashbacks that we saw in the film where they detailed Zima's character's uh, younger life and his story of immigrating to America, a lot of those flashbacks came unprompted. There was no real reason why they came about. It was literally just a shot of Zima drinking some tea and sadly (laughs) moping at the table, and then suddenly it's a flashback. Like, if they had framed it where the daughter starts talking to her dad, and then... the dad starts expressing, like, oh, there was one time, you know, I was in love or something. It could have been that cheesy. Like, something, it could right. be that cheesy. But it would still work because there's still flow to the movie. There's still, like, this aspect of having memories go in and out and having it prompted so that you kind of go through this emotional journey of Christine Coe's Angela discovering her father's roots, her father's life story. And... I think right. if they wanted to go for that message, it seemed clear to me the film was trying to go for that. And it just didn't have the editing to actually allow for that to happen. Right. I think I think for like the a majority of the film, it seemed like we were just looking at Zuma's character's like background. Like, oh, these are potentially the reasons why he is the man he is today. Right. But then right. like but then it did seem like the focus was between his relationship and his daughter. Like it it should have that should have been the focus, but because that relationship was not well developed throughout the movie, it felt like it was just so strained and awkward every time they talked, which like maybe that is on purpose, like just to emphasize how, how hard it is to talk to him. And like that connection isn't there. Right. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because Alan Yang is the son of Taiwanese immigrants, I felt like he got caught up in between the world. Like, yeah. of course, like, he he would have been, like, the daughter, like, trying to talk to the dad, but then he also wanted to tell the dad's story. So I feel like that might have caught him up in between, like, trying to tell both sides of the story, and that might have just faltered a bit in the execution. Right, and the, when you say he's, like, trying to balance between those worlds, it kind of sounds like this film would have been, would have benefited from dramatic irony or anything like that, where it's like, why are you this way? And you actually really feel for the dad when you understand his perspective. Mm -hmm. And you can also likewise feel for the daughter because everything is such a mystery to her, right? And I didn't even feel a sense of irony when I was watching the film. It just was kind of like... And it also doesn't help with the dialogue. It really doesn't help with the dialogue either. Like, I can recall... There was one... uh, Christine Coe's Angela says one line in the film that I just like, this this script is really bad. And it was... um, She said, everything is okay. Pause actually, everything's not okay. And I was just like, come on, man. Like, it's... (laughs) Oh, man. I just didn't understand it. Like, they might as well have had a narrator in that film saying, this is exactly how these characters are feeling right now. 
And, right, right, you know, right. that would have had the same impact for me because yeah. it's like, oh, okay, uh, thanks, narrator, you know? Yeah, not not subtle at all. Everything but, spilled out to us. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, I know we, we bag on the movie a lot. I do want to point out some positives. Like, I didn't, like, completely hate the movie. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you can, like, completely hate I complete, it. But... I almost completely hate it. And, you know, okay. you, I don't, like, uh, hopefully I don't get in it. trouble for saying that. But <laughs> <laughs> Alan Yang won't like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say I appreciate that the movie was in Mandarin and English and also, like, Taiwanese. I'm assuming that's a very like, rare language to hear yeah. on screen. Like, it's interesting because Taiwanese is, like, it's not a written language. Like, you completely learn it. Oh, really? Hearing it. And, yeah, and orally. So, like, it's, like, it's like the same. It's kind of like Cantonese where we, we share the same Chinese characteristics, but the pronunciation is just completely different. Right, right, yeah. So, like, I only know, like, three phrases in Taiwanese, so I, I still think it's, like, very cool to hear it. Like, in a movie yeah. like that's very cool right um, and i agree with you that a lot of the red hued scenes were very reminiscent of long car long car wise uh in the movie for love right um and because my parents are from taiwan i did think it was in like the house that zima's character like grew up in in taiwan like his mom's house like my parent or my mom specifically um grew up like really poor and then my dad was like more middle class so um you kind of get like I kind of understood when you know he he like wanted to chase after that other girl and her parents were like a little bit more well off so like I kind of felt a little bit connected to that like seeing how my parents also had like class difference right but the difference is that my dad still married my mom (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that's the difference they didn't uh, Um, get forced into a company relationship (laughs) yeah but uh the other funny thing though was I thought I mean, it wasn't a funny scene, but when Christine Coe's character, like, messed up at the piano recital, I, like, have, oh, a yeah. very, I have a very distinct memory of me also doing a piano recital, and I, like, played the, like, first, the first third of the song, and I completely <laughs> forgot the middle, so I jumped oh. to the end, and then I, like, remembered the middle, so that I finished with the middle oh, side. <laughs> oh, my God. That was basically a jazz show. You just improvised. <laughs> everything but i will say like my parents (laughs) didn't yell at me for that recital but like you know your parents yell at you for things and i do like yeah i had my parents have had like that yelling conversation with me in the car where they're like yelling at me and i'm like crying and then yeah yeah that's and then like your parents are like well like crying isn't going to improve your situation like stop crying you're not gonna it's not gonna do anything about it and then i was like all right well i would just like to very healthily let out my emotions please yeah (laughs) But no. <laughs> this does remind me that we're both, uh, we both had that experience because we both did yeah. CM as well. So we were always under that pressure. And CM is a certificate of merit for the Music Teachers Association oh, yeah, of California. Yeah, yeah. It's that test that all the Asian, or all the, excuse me, but all the piano kids uh, in California who are predominantly East Asian because this is California and it's piano. And yeah. we take this test every year to basically prove our piano proficiency. And yeah. So we're, we kind of grew up with that pressure. And it's, it's interesting because my parents are not really necessarily immigrate, immigrants. Uh, I'm technically like 1.5 uh, generation or second gener- gen, depending on how you define it. My dad was born in America. My mom immigrated from Hong Kong when she was three years old. So she's mostly acclimated to American life. And like, I didn't really always have that experience. I think as most 
Chinese American kids may have um, shared about their experiences with their immigrant parents, about how their parents were yelling at them. I didn't really have it as much. But it's kind of funny because I still internalized that. So when I saw that scene in Tiger Tail with the piano recital, I very much internalized that anger and that frustration and that sadness when you mess up at a recital and butcher a song right. or you're it's just that underlying pressure to be well right and yeah. even though my parents didn't yell at me about piano all the time uh, or most of the time uh i still very much internalized all of that pressure which is really interesting yeah. and so i still related yeah, to that so, scene yeah so i would say like you know like overall like yes fairy tale was like not the best movie but like there are like little nuggets like that where i was like oh my god like do that i totally have that experience too yeah like, yeah it's like kind of crazy so like you know i it's not like i completely fail this movie there, there's still like some redeeming little nuggets but i guess it's like little vignettes of like scenes yeah. where it's like oh okay i guess that's nice right like yeah as i said like, there is a level of detail that i think is quite nuanced when it comes to representation mm-hmm. like um the setting and scenes like that where they actually speak to people like us who we see someone who looks like us on screen and they have the same experiences in their childhood that's the same as ours, right. right? Yeah, so how do you, do you feel like this movie is enough to feel represented? Like, what do you think, Ethan? Like, what, if we want more, what is that more? Right, like, what's yeah. What's the next step? Yeah, um, some, part of me sometimes thinks this is, this is just the start, so I have to kind of excuse any level of um, dislike I have for this film. And my di- level of dislike is quite high. Um, I felt there was decent Asian-American representation in terms of the level of detail, as I said. The filmmakers put in a lot of detail for the plot, the culture, and the setting. But for me, ultimately, it's about the execution. And the execution was clunky in its narrative, structure, and horrible dialogue just ended up making this ultimately a very disappointing and weak execution. So I'm a bit upset that this film exists, honestly. Because I, while I appreciate the effort to share these important immigrant stories... The weak execution kind of decreases the cultural value of its in sharing this story in the first place. Um, I'm very picky about this, so I'm maybe pickier than most people about this. Like some will argue, well, we have some representation, so at least there's something out there. At least Netflix decided to commission this film. But for me, I actually care more about good representation because if we end up having a film that's bad but it still represents Asian Americans, I don't. My personal stance is that it's not going to do any good for us because then people will be like, well, why do we want more Asian-Americans in films? They, like, these, mm-hmm. these films that Asian American, feature Asian-Americans just end up not being that good. And they really don't have anything to offer. Um, for me, I, like, that's how I felt about Tiger Tail, where it was just a story, very much like, it felt like I was reading a textbook about immigrant stories from Asian-American immigrants, rather than actually feeling the nuance and the emotion of, that the story was trying to create. It was trying to manufacture these emotions, and I just couldn't feel it. I just felt like I was reading a textbook because of how distant everything felt and how disjointed it felt. So I, I, I'm just a little upset that this film exists. I'm, I appreciate the effort, and I'm glad it's out there in some ways, because yes, it's a step. But I want something more. I definitely want more, and I think I've shared enough about what I want that could have made it better. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like, again, I think same sentiment. Like, I appreciate that this film exists. And, like, you know, he got, Alien uh, got the opportunity to make the film. So, like, that's, and in that way, like, it's a step forward. It is, yeah. But, 
But I also think that, like, because I've spoken to some other people who were who weren't East Asians about the movie, and I was like, this, because like I have my own history, and I'm like, this wasn't my story to tell. So, and like I know some people with people like their parents immigrated, and they liked it. So maybe it's just hitting a different type of person and like their background, but. Um, I do think the storytelling was weak and poorly executed, which is really disappointing because I do remember liking the immigrant episode of Master of None, like in the first season, which what like Ellie and Co created. It was so it was talking about basically Aziz Ansari's character, and I'm guessing like the Alan Yang character because they're they're actually friends in real life. Yeah, and they were both like reflecting of like their parents' parents' like history, and then like immigrating to the u.s and like struggles of that but i just remember like a very distinct scene in that episode was ali yang's character uh, okay i also should mention that ali yang is like not in the show but like whoever is representing him um he remembers right. having like a pet chicken and then he's like taking care of the chicken like he feeds it every day he like makes sure it's like not bleeding or like dying he's like and he's like oh very much like this chicken is my pet and then um one day he like comes home and then his mom is like, oh, so tonight for dinner, we're eating Hainan Jifan. So it's like Hainan chicken and rice. And then, yeah. Alan, and then the character's like, oh, okay. And then he just is like, oh, no. Where's, but where's my pet chicken? <laughs> oh, no. And then, like, for dinner, it was like the pet chicken. So oh. it, it, it's like, you know, I mean, you have to watch the episode to really, like, get the story. But, like, it's so weird because in that episode, he also, like, didn't give a lot of information like a lot of stuff was like hinted at which i think he tried to do during this movie but it was just like way worse executed in this movie but really well executed in that episode if my memory serves me correctly like i just remember right, that episode yeah. was done really well so that's why mm -hmm. i was like disappointed because i was like oh i'm gonna get that like chicken episode but for 90 minutes plus and then i did i didn't get that chicken episode. um it kind of sounds like or this is more a comment, but it kind of sounds like both of us came in with a lot of expectations and that maybe because of that, we were disappointed because we just had a high standard for great Asian American for films that we've seen. Yeah. For our, from our own kind. Right. right. And like, you know, I, I beg on Tiger Tail, and I think the main reason I do that is because I've seen way better. Right. I think if I hadn't seen way better, I might've been happier with Tiger Tail. Like, wow. Like I've never seen a film that actually covers this immigrant story really well or covers these topics really well. Unfortunately, I already have, right? And the same for you with Master of None. I mean, there's... And also, yeah. you've watched a lot of the films that I've watched. We share a lot of the same films. And um, in your case, this was like the same creator uh, creating an episode for right. Master of None that touches on these immigrant uh, values and themes. And uh, I think it sounds like that we had that expectation going in because this was um, another Asian-American story to get excited about. And then it just right. ended up like kind of falling into the, like, kind of going into the trash can for us. <laughs> I, I wonder though, that actually like makes me think now, like, I don't know about you, but like I put a, uh, maybe like not so much now because like, you know, I graduated college and stuff, but like in like high school and college, like I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best I could be. And right. you know, so even sometimes when I was putting that pressure on myself, like my parents were like, "You're not trying hard enough," and I was like, "I'm going as hard as I can." I yeah, yeah. And then you know, some, and I wonder if we're kind of putting that same pressure on Alan Yang now because you know, it's like, hey, like you better not, you better not mess this up. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> oh, man. We've become the Asian parents, haven't we? Yeah. yeah we <laughs> oh, man. What have we done? <laughs> As I think I, I share that sentiment for, for all Asian media. Um, I had a conversation with Brianna about this um, when uh, Crazy Rich Asians came out. Uh, because like no matter where I went, I kept on seeing the trailer for it because we watch a lot of movies in the theater. And I was just so turned off by how corny and cheesy the trailer was. And I was like, oh, man, I'm really scared because this is like the biggest film and the largest Asian-American cast since the Joy Luck Club from a major right. studio. And this movie just looks like a really cheesy romantic comedy. And I'm just so scared because, like, what if it's bad? Because for me, I'm just scared if it's bad, then, like, what is that? How does that reflect about what we're trying to fight for? Or what we're trying, when it comes to Asian American representation in media, like, if it's bad, then it's just like, well, yeah. we're back to square one again, right? Like, it doesn't matter if we have it out there. I just, I want it to be good. I want, I, yeah. we have to go the extra mile, unfortunately, because, you know, we're in that position where, because we're underrepresented, we have to go above and beyond just to prove that our stories matter, right? Right. And well, that, that, that's the major thing <laughs> I have about all Asian American media. And yeah. Tiger Tail applied in this case, right? Exactly. Um, but, guys, Ethan Lee is getting ahead of himself because Crazy Rich Asians will be featured later in the season. It will be the next main episode in our series, is it? Or no, the no. next one is The Farewell. It's not. Yeah, it's going to be The Farewell, the <laughs> next main episode. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 1.5, which is part of our Thank You to Go series, which is where we do one-off episodes with very specific topics uh, or like just casual conversations between some of us and our guests, but we'll be chatting with our producer, Casey Lee, and we're going to be talking about our family history. So be sure to follow us for updates. This episode of Thank You Enjoy was produced by Casey Lee, mixed by Ethan Lee, graphic and logo designed by Chris Kim, who you can follow on Instagram at Chefamation, and music by Ethan Chan, who you can also follow on Instagram at Anderson Beats. 